You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Welcome. To the Revolution After Show right here on After Buzz TV, Season 2, Episode 5, One Riot, One Ranger. I am yep. your host, Megan Thomas, and I have two handsome gentlemen uh, with me. <laughs> who are you? Okay. Who one, <laughs> one handsome you gentleman. Know. Here we go. <laughs> and who are you guys? Ryan Hooks here, coming at you. No, Larice Peoples. How beautiful. Okay, yeah. We'll He's just... the handsome one, for sure. <laughs> Don't lie. To I'm the, the personality. All right, all right, all right. You know, I got to give credit over here, too, man. We're just mm-hmm. two beautiful people over here. Thank, no, no offense you, make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so glad, actually, this is our first time all three of us being yeah, here. I know. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's talk about this episode. It's getting weirder for me. Do you guys feel like it's getting a little weird? Like, it's, uh, they're it, trying to keep it, like, normal, but then I think the whole Aaron storyline is getting weirder. I think the Aaron storyline story is definitely the weirdest part of everything that's kind of happening. But then you kind of look what kind of takes play with Texas Rangers coming in and, you know, the the, the prisoners and the government kind of taking over. It's kind of like normal to me, but the whole supernatural uh, evolutionary technology that Aaron has <laughs> <laughs> right. is more of, like, interesting because you really don't know what to expect with right. Aaron right now. I think they got to keep the plot driving. they got to add new features because, you know, how long can they just kill people, add people, kill people, add people? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they got to take it to a new direction, get a little spin off in the plot and Right, right. So let's start off talking about our good friend, Major Neville, who has been reassigned, we find, by um, Secretary Allenford. And it almost seems for a second that she trusts him. But then she quickly lets him know, no, you follow orders. I don't trust you. Well, you know, she said, hey, I don't trust you. I'm just doing my orders. You're doing your orders. Man, and I love Neville. I wish that they had, I'm saying, I wish he was in the story so much more. I think they've made his part smaller, but he he's stellar every single time he's really? on camera. Every time he's on camera, I just I can't look away. I, well, yes, shout out to Giancarlo Esposito. He's an amazing actor, I will say that. Yes. So yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you. But I hate his character. But at the same time, I just think it's this one particular episode, he has such a small role because yeah. it right. focuses more on like Aaron and Miles and Monroe and Charlie. But even with this episode, he just really kind of shine as a person because, you know, he goes up to her like, hey, you know, are you trusting me? And she's like, no, I'm just doing my job. I'm kind of short one soldier. You know, I know you're a great fighter, so come along. And then his actions throughout the whole entire time, especially when they got ambushed in the woods, he kind of noticed what was kind of happening. Right? Yeah, he's. I mean, and, and they show you with the cinematography how yeah. you see the zoom in on the what sniper the, rifle. The right, safety, it, the safety. Is that real? Is that yes, really yeah, how simple yeah. a, a sniper rifle is? Yeah. Fire. Safety. Yes. They're, they're listen. Safety. Sometimes they're color coded red and black. But. Yeah, but for the most oh part, my gosh, it's so easy. That's why you got holster. You know. That's how kids shoot. 
schools up. It's so easy. Safety, <laughs> fire. Like It's easy to learn. It's like reading. Oh, nah, my gosh. No. I think guns are easier than reading. <laughs> I, <think. laughs> Probably. I, I think so, too. <laughs> so we note, you know, he notices that um, these guys are not, even though they have Patriots attire, they're not Patriots. Yes. And he notices it very quickly, so he gets in position, which I think it's kind of weird that these guys don't notice. You see a, a guy lurking. Moving, he's moving kind of slow yeah. away Bag from off the pack. Yeah, the wagon, yeah. You know, hiding a little bit. Right, and so I find it very amazing that Secretary Allenford can scale that big wagon and not get <laughs> shot. She gets shot when she's running away, zooming through trees. Right. I know, right? I mean, I guess more so what happened is they tried to take more of the soldiers down first instead of her. But the whole purpose is to really try to ambush her because what she's really fighting for right now or fighting against right now is that the Patriots don't believe in. It pretty much to feel like she's double-crossing the meaning and the purpose of her job right now. So really, they're looking at, okay, they either, A, I feel like they're going to take her captive and make her a prisoner, or just kill her flat out, just kill her. And I think she just really just got shot just being in the crossfire at the time, but I didn't really think they meet, they meant to shoot her. Really? But yeah. you gotta ask then, why didn't they go after her? Why did she end up down the hill right. you know, with, with Neville just hanging out, getting fixed up, nobody's coming around? Unless unless they ne- they really did like shoot all the guys. I mean, maybe we just didn't see that. Everybody got shot. But maybe everyone did get shot, because it doesn't make sense. I mean, I feel like they were going to kill her. Yeah. Why not? I mean, what are they going to... Why? What's the point of keeping her alive if she's, you know, if she, as she later reveals that she is against them sending people to the reprogramming camp? Yes. So what's the point of keeping her around? What Is she, she going to change her mind and say, you know what? You guys are right. Reprogramming camp with the PCP and the LSD And the prostitute. Awesome. It's forget you it. Know. You know, <laughs> they're going to kill her. It's probably a cool camp, though. They need her for at least Lord. one more episode. <laughs> right. That's why they got to keep her alive because now she's going to take Neville to find his son at the reprogramming camp. Yeah. That was her, you know, trick to get him to stay and help her yeah. out. So they need her right. for at least one more week. Because he's really, he really was going to, like, just leave her there with the bullet in her side as if, like, hey, I really don't need you anymore. But I think with everybody here... Everybody needs everybody. It's just that little bit of information right. that I can kind of give you to let you know that, hey, I need you for my side right now. So now the tables have turned where Neville really wants to use her in a sense to make sure he can kind of get back at the Patriots and those who are who really launched the bomb and killed his wife. So now it's like, okay, well, she needs Neville. And I think she just needs him to really kind of figure out what's really happening. And no, she. I think she knows. She knows they don't want her. They want to kill her. Now she knows what their agenda is. But, but it's, same, I think it's survival. You don't want to die alone in the woods with a bullet. I mean, in that's true side. too. But really, like, I think she needs him now. Just like she wants vengeance against the Patriots right now. Right. But what's I'm curious is what's Neville's thought process because he says I don't want to be a fugitive. I want to be a patriot. But as he's already said, he doesn't really want to be a patriot. He wants to sabotage the patriots. I think it's more for his son right now. But here's the thing. I don't even think he was going to leave her. Honestly, I think he did that because, you know, Neville's a mastermind. He's a manipulator. And I think he's like he had always intended to help her, especially because if you notice, as she's telling him this stuff. Yeah, he cleans his hands. He sanitizes his hands. He's going to help her. But it's one of those. I need to let her know that I'm not going to help her because I'm a true patriot. I could leave her. Right. It's like you owe me type situation. Like no matter what happens that, you know, I looked out for you so in the end you should look out you should look out for me and i think now she has no choice but to believe and trust him because even the fact that he was about to leave her to die because he's like i don't you know i'm a patriot yeah and if they're trying to kill you i'm not on your team so i think he he really has you know he's he's, he's good at the mind game he's got his agenda and right doesn't really know to her what's going on but he knows what's going on Right. And then the other thing I didn't get, how come she didn't really scream when he starts taking the bullet out? Her. Don't you go, ah! 
that's how I would scream. Maybe she's you, Megan. She's Who? a soldier, okay? Yeah. She know what she's doing. She she's sucks. a trooper, okay? If she was a real trooper, she would have had a gun strapped to her hip. She's, uh, she's a lady, okay? Thanks. And that's why she should have screamed when this bullet's getting taken out of her abdomen. <laughs> that, come on, Ryder. I mean, the bullet should have went all the way through anyway. That right. Three, I mean, it was, 16, you know. Yeah, it should have, but. Oh, like, it got lodged in people. a rib or something. No, it can't get lodged in the rib. I'm just joking. What? I'm joking. Right? I mean, if Nora can get stabbed and shot 15 times before she dies, <laughs> I mean, this storm woman true. can at least last one bullet wound. Right. She, she did Guantanamo, so she should definitely <laughs> be able to make it. <laughs> okay, so, so that'll be interesting, I think, to see, especially what this reprogramming camp looks like um, with people, I guess, basically like zombies. You, you know, cause, well, because if you've got them high... On all these different drugs, as she says. I think it's more of the conditioning of breaking their spirit and basically letting them know that, hey, I'm able to supply you with what you need. So you really have to listen to me, you know, and basically be my slave in a sense because, you know, you don't want to kind of go through the withdrawal. You don't want to kind of go without the drugs that I'm providing you. So now it's like, let me recondition you to be a patriot or be a slave or, or do whatever I want you to do. What do you think? What do you guys think they're gonna do? Like, what are what are they reprogramming people to do? Well, this isn't the first time they've used the reprogramming camp idea. Because right. if you th- remember back with the Monroe militia, they went to a reprogramming camp boat when they had the scene with the lighthouse right. yes. to rescue you know the people on the boat. But so, I thought that was more of a training camp. That's the same idea where they're taking these people there, they're breaking them down and making them totally nothing, and then making them soldiers. Basically, it's like sending people to boot camp. But also putting them on drugs so they only listen to what they're being told by the Patriots. They're brainwashing them, essentially. Okay. I got the drugs. (laughs) That's what they're saying. That's how they do a three-programming camp. You want more? Just do what I say. That'll be okay. So that'll be very interesting to see um, this camp and see poor Jason, you know, strung out on these drugs. Um, Hope not. I hope not. But I think. Never's going to go crazy. I think he's going to have to be if he's there. Probably, right? Let's ask the You know, speaking of drugs. Let's talk about iTunes. Yes. (laughs) That's my drug. That is everyone's drug. Uh, iTunes on Revolution. Give us five stars. Check us out. Tell your friends. Uh, Make sure you kind of rate us. You have any questions that you want to kind of leave us that, that, you know, we have. Because we had a question last week that somebody left a comment about Aaron's supernatural powers. And they kind of told us it's like more or less like evolutionary technology. So make sure you kind of go in, um, rate us, leave us comments so we can kind of know the feedback of all of our viewers. And make sure it's also on your iPads, your Androids, any type of mobile device, you can download it. Also with iTunes, they can basically arrange your podcast for you. So make sure you go to AfterBuzz TV, iTunes at backslash AfterBuzz. Yes, and also, let us know, what do you think is going to happen at the reprogramming camps? We want comments. Yes. Questions. Concerns. Okay, so now we were talking about Aaron earlier. Let's get back to our good friend, Aaron. Man, he is um, tripping. Right. (laughs) Poor Aaron is going through it. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a serious trip going on. Um, Aaron, he's... They're crossing the line here, I think, a little bit. We find out, obviously, that he has been able to see stuff, and he basically was the reason why Miles was able to escape. It's kind of weird how he kind of came in. It was like Miles and Rachel, like, in the like classroom or in the room. He kind of just, like, knocks on the door, like, slowly kind of creeps into the room, like, real creepy and stuff, and he was like... Yeah, you was at the train last night. He's like, and he's like, how did you, you know that? Exactly. Yeah, I saw you there. By the yeah, way. it's kind of like weird where he can kind of, his Creepy. interest in. Yes. And they, they, Miles just kind of look at him like, how did you know you were following? What's really going on? Like, right. Seriously. So we see that our good friend Aaron can basically ignite people yes. with his anger. His neurological powers. Yeah. Well, the comment that somebody left on our iTunes and on our YouTube feed was, 
I, I made a comment last week about supernatural abilities. It's actually leaning more towards the evolution of technology, you know, with these nanites, because right. we're, we're supposed to assume that the nanites are actually tiny micro nanorobots that are inside his brain, inside his body, and they're also the fireflies that we're seeing. Right. So do we think we're going to see more of those? But here's what I don't understand, because if you can only... I think the missing link is, which which is why this it makes it so weird for me, is that the nanites are only supposed to be programmed electronically. Right. So then when you cross over and now you have someone's mind controlling them, that's really weird. But the it's thing really, about it is, I don't even it's think it's only evolution. one person. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It's not even evolutionary to me. It makes me think, like, did they put a chip in his brain or something while he was, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think it's as simple as him just being, having some supernatural ability. I don't even think it's the evolution of the nanites. I really think there is some kind of device somewhere in his body, which is what, that connects him to these, that basically sends the commands to these nanites. But they, okay. Oh, so it's all been linked to him anyway from the beginning, thinking about right. when they were talking about season one, yes. where he was brought in, all his pictures and all his code was used in the creating of the facility that they had. And, you know, he was the one that was able to hack into the computer right. to get it going again. So there's some link to him that we just don't know yet. That's what I was going to say. It had to be something in his earlier stages of life that has happened to him. But it's just kind of weird because even though he created the, uh, the program at MIT, but it's also like how does it link him to the government and, and with the nanites and everything that's going on right now? So you really – I think he's really going to probably be the last person. <laughs> you think he's going to be the last person alive? Everyone's going to die. Last one to figure it out at least. Yeah, I think he's going to be like the last person. I think like eventually – Rachel's going to figure it out, or him and Rachel's going to figure it out. But it's going to be so hard because we really don't understand, like, what direction the writers are going with Aaron right now because everything's questionable. Yes. Oh, Eric Kripke, you head writer, <laughs> you. You're doing a great job here. Got to keep us coming back every week for right. more, you know? Right. So then, of course, we he, he reveals that he knows that he started the fire yes. through his anger. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they just kind of, of course, Miles is like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, there's no way. Yeah. And Rachel kind of believes him. She's a scientist, so she understands what's going on. But this makes Aaron feel like, okay, I've got to get away because I'm going to start hurting people. So we see that he packs his stuff up and he has some flashbacks. Aaron being Aaron, running away. Right. Again, again, yet again. Always. Leaving the lady behind. Right. And so we see the, that in his flashback, it was six months ago, he was applying for the teacher position, which he did not want to be. He didn't want to be a teacher, <laughs> even though he's super qualified. But, a little bit overqualified. But right. I think at the same time, like the whole the, the, the situation with the, being a teacher, it's kind of get his mind off what's really going on. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's just really just like... I just need something to do because right. sitting around with nothing to do. And she's just like, I can't hire you as a teacher because it, yeah. you're drunk. Right. <laughs> and, and Cynthia, I think that shows how good of a person Cynthia is, too. Because obviously, you need a teacher. Nobody's applying. There's one applicant. And she could have just been like, you know what? I mean, yeah, you're probably the best candidate out probably. of... All the one I mean, the only candidate. Out of all the one candidates <laughs> that we have, you're probably the best choice. So we're gonna have to just go with you by default. She doesn't she's like, look, we'd rather have no teacher than to have you because you're drunk and you don't smile. And yeah. that's really big. And I think that says a lot about who she is as a person. And then he was course, going through some things. He was. He's having a tough time, yeah. And he said he's only gonna drink after hours. Good for you, Aaron. <laughs> and he won't lose it in front of the kids. Yes. That's unprofessional. Oh, yes. and that's because that's very important. Uh, and yeah. so, of course, and then we also see that she gives him these chattering teeth as a reminder. He needs to smile. And then we see her husband. What's his name? Carl. Carl. Why is it always an abusive husband that's named Carl? Carl. Carl 
with the deep voice. I know, right? Right. Like, it's like you can't be named like Johnny or like. Johnny sounds happy. Johnny's a hero name. You can't. Right. You can't well, I don't understand happy. why Johnny's a hero and Carl's like, an abusive Carl. husband. I feel like Carl has been used in like another show as an abusive husband. He probably has. Probably. Right. So then he just came on the show as well. Okay. Hey, Carl. I mean, there's been a Johnny that's been crazy too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. Here's Johnny. But it just doesn't, see, it just, it sounds like a hero name. You're right. Yeah. It's not crazy without the face either, so. Right, that's true. So, Crazy Carl, we see he's abusive. Poor Cynthia. And then we also see he's a cheater. He's a freaking cheater. I mean, maybe he wasn't cheating. Maybe they're doing something else. Really? They was talking. Yeah, they were communicating. Who talks with their legs in the air? It could have been her arms. No, because we clearly see that as Aaron walks in on them, you know, being the creeper stalker guy that he is. Just but at kidding. the same time, in the middle of the night, I probably would like looked in the door. I mean, <laughs> what's going on in there? I mean, you're like, what is this? Yeah. My time, he's going to his because that was at the was that at it was the, at the boatyard. Yeah, the, the boatyard, boat his special place. And so, of course, he sees it, and Carl comes out and is like, "You better not say anything." And then he lights him up. That's how he got Cynthia. You know what? He's a sneaky devil. He is. He's a sneaky devil. Listen, your husband's dead. I, He's combusting, but yeah. I like you anyway. <laughs> you stole this woman from her husband. But, I mean, it also shows that cheating doesn't pay. Okay. There's a serious, serious look. That I know, right? She's that like, is a serious look. Oh. No, but, but I mean, that's when he first, you know, he says to, when he's talking to Rachel that he didn't realize that that was connected to his his ability until it happened until again then. for the second time. Where but he, this makes me think then back, again, thinking back to season one when they're at the facility, because this was five months ago, so it's probably shortly after they arrived in Texas. Yeah. You know, it was right, probably right when they got there. Right. You know, and then the nanite thing where he got cut and they went into his body and saved him didn't happen for months. So there's got to be something in his body that are drawing these nanites to him, mm-hmm. you know, long before they got to Texas. But, I mean, if, if it – and that's why we need to know more of the backstory because he's been with Rachel. He's been with the Mathesons for a long time. Yeah. So if that's the case, why would it the nanites be drawn to Rachel as well or Charlie or you – know I, I, mean? I would think more so Rachel because Rachel has a chip in her leg, you know. When, I don't, she doesn't have it in her leg anymore. They never cut it out. The they one never, she put in the healed her leg? Yeah. Right. They never she cut broke it out. her femur? It's, oh, it's still, there. still there. So I would think like she'll be more apt to like having a nanite because of the quick healing process and the chip in the leg. But Aaron, like we have no like reason or conclusion why Aaron is just like almost right. like hero, but at the same time he's a deadly person. Wait a minute, I don't think the thing works anymore, or it has. To, I feel like it either got taken or it doesn't work. Because think about know. it, when Aaron died, why wouldn't she cut it out of her leg and put it in his body? Who, she would have done that. Who's gonna cut it out? She would. I don't she think Rachel's that. a little loose in the head. She would have done that. She's only loose because she's a fighter. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So she would have fought for Aaron. She would have definitely cut that thing out. Of, I'm telling you, I don't think it's in her leg anymore. Or it doesn't work. Something's I, I disagree. I disagree. Well, I think fine. A, look how fast she healed from the arrow. She yeah, healed pretty when fast. When she got shot a couple weeks ago. I when the Patriots true. came in. Yeah. Three days up and up and running again. Exactly. <laughs> <That> <laughs> She's is like, I'm got it. I'm back. Fixed. I'm busting right. Jim in the head with a shovel. No problem. No problem. Right. So then we see, of course, um, Aaron. We're seeing that Rachel's trying to talk some sense into Aaron and, you know, tells him not to leave yet again, as he's always accustomed to. And as, you know, she convinces him to come back, he has a flash or he has this little seizure. A vision. Do you want to say vision? I feel like it's a seizure. But he has him when he's sleeping, so it could be a dream, it could be a vision. Could but be I think seizure. it's more so I like, like, like the um, <laughs> the vision that he's having is like when his friends are in danger. 
because you kind of look at the whole situation with uh, Miles. He had that vision when he was asleep and the two soldiers caught on fire. But now he's having the vision of, like, Charlie and Miles in this, like, abandoned barn place. Right. So he kind of feel like uh, some of my friends are being threatened. So I think he's more of, like, a safe goat for a lot of a lot of his closest friends. because what? He's I, a psychic I, for his friends. The Nanites are yes. psychically because selective. He, because, look, look, everything that's happened. He, <laughs> he saved Miles, and now he's so saved. weird. That's what I'm saying. This is weird. I just don't... It, it's becoming a little too weird for me. They have to hurry up and explain this. I'm sorry, writers. You gotta explain it because it doesn't make sense. Now it's starting to be a little weird because it now is. it's remove it's moving from technology to something different. And I thought this episode lacked a little bit in just the overall plot too. Like it was yeah. sort of like a filler episode that gave right. you a little bit of information, but not a whole bunch of movement in the episode. It's know. just trying to move the episode along. Like, oh yeah, that's kind of what happened. But, but it really had week. no significance to anything besides Aaron wanting to leave. No, oh, I think, well, Sebastian I mean, I, I'm coming. saying, yeah, I think Miles and Bass coming together was pretty, pretty big. Right. I would say. So anyway, um, let's move on over to our good friend, Charlie, and her. Mm-hmm. Speaking now, of Aaron's vision. Right. Yes. And now her, her friend, um, Bass, we see at the beginning of the episode that they are scoping out Willoughby and they see that the Rangers are everywhere. Um, Charlie somehow manages to break into Willoughby with. All of this heavily armed fortress. She's a, she's, How is that she possible? Probably walked in the front door. Yeah, didn't probably even notice her. What is going? I don't understand this stuff. She's able to like do amazing things. But yeah, I, like, she, I mean, she was there before the soldiers. Even before she actually left to go look for Bass. So I think she's kind of she kind of know her way around the whole entire city of Willoughby. I mean, you, you have to look at like last, what, last week. When uh, the, the clan came over and the guy, he's yeah, the imagine just kind of like in. jumped like, in. It's like right. parkour over the wall. He exactly. Did, right. So I mean, but I would have liked to at least see something. See her jumping a wall or something. It's something really quick, just to let us know. Just an establishment of her getting inside. Right. Yeah. Right. Does she's like teleport in? I mean, come on. At this point, at this <laughs> point, she has supernatural abilities. I know, right? Teleportation Aaron's, is not above us. At this so one guy shoots lasers out of his eyes. One girl can teleport. <laughs> one guy has a claw. He has I mean, a vision. Where are we going with this? I know. Oh, it's been done already. Uh-uh. Okay, so she gets in there, um, and of course, it's a nice, warm reunion between her and Miles. Miles, and she lets him know that they're she's back because there's a bounty for her mom, and she shows him. Shows him the poster. Um, but then she doesn't tell him. She's a little sneaky, and then she goes to take him outside the city. Yet again, Down they can get the out. River. We don't know how, but they get out, uh, out of the city, and no one notices, and they go by the river where our good friend Sebastian Monroe is hiding. Yes. Did you guys think they were going to fight when they first saw each other? Not really. I, I thought Miles was going to do exactly what he what he intended to do, just walk away because he really had nothing to do with Bass because Bass tried to kill him. He killed part of his family, and it just revealed like, a lot of controversy between the two of them. I, he did what I thought he was going to do. Was like, I was looking for a punch. I was At least something. One. Something. you got to be kidding me. A Miles punch. never started a fight. Have you noticed he never started a fight? He's always defending himself and everyone else. So you re- that's why I thought he's really going to just walk away and just leave it at, as is. But I felt like there would have been a little more anger, especially when he walked up to him and he was like, what did you do to yeah, Charlie? He probably did something to her right away. You know away. what I'm saying? Because I feel like that would have that should have caused, I think, a little more rage. You know you know this guy. He's a respectful He's your best guy. friend. Uh, yeah. Miles, exactly. Miles is. Well, Miles is, but he knows that... Bass is not. So the fact that you eat, if you're like, okay, I know how this man operates. I got a beautiful young niece here. 
he's probably done something to her. Something. I feel like he should have rushed up on Bass a little more, a little yeah. more anger than he had. Not necessarily to hit him, but it's like there should have been a little more in that area, I think. I guess he just really wanted to know what is his purpose overall. I mean, I just kind of disagree because he knows Charlie. He knows Charlie can kind of take care of himself. Uh, take care of herself, but at the same time, he's Ch- Miles is really just the respectable guy. I'm just trying to really defend my rights and save the people around me. So he don't really start fights. So it's kind of like, well, Charlie, why did you bring him here? But at the same time, he knew it had to be a reason why Charlie brought him here. Yeah, but that's a bunch of crock, Larice. Because <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yeah. if you're if somebody does that to your, your niece, what would you do? Do what to her? So if if your niece I mean, rolled up with knows? a guy, one of your guys that you've grown up with, and you know the character of this guy, <laughs> how would you bit, be? Yeah. How would you be? You wouldn't just I be mean, like, was... "Hey, what did you do to her?" No, you'd be like, "Wow, business." Hey, right. back a little bit. You know? <laughs> throw I would still question the situation. Like, I just wouldn't start a fight for no reason. I mean, I'm not saying that, but I think there just should have been more rage there on Miles' behalf. Yeah, I mean, but you kind of look at, like, what Sebastian said as he kind of walked away, like, you should have been dead. He's like, you know, you should have killed me a long time ago, but you can't because you can't pull the trigger. So you really kind of look at the significance of it is that, you know, Miles still respect Bass for the person that he is because they kind of have that brotherly love. But he's like, right now, I'm angry at you because of everything you've done, but at the same time, I can't kill you, and I really don't want you to be here because I'm angry at you. Right. So are they establishing a friendship that we're going to see down the road? I think so. I think they're going to be BFFs a work, again. A work relationship is what I remember. All business, no pleasure. <laughs> yes. No, Butch Cassidy in the house, Sundance Kid. I really want them to be friends again. I, th- I feel like they've grown as people. They've been through a lot in the last, you know, six months to a year. I, feel I like think so. They've grown. And I also think that, um, you know, I think it makes sense to Miles once Bass explained to him. Obviously, he's seen that there's a bounty for Rachel, they have her in possession. Why are they not killing her? Oh Why are God. they not yeah. moving her? So there's a lot of questions. And he also understands that, you know, these people set the nukes to go off on their on Playing their on town. The side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's like, you know, I, and they're framing me for it. We know I didn't do it. So let's figure out what's going on here. So it makes sense. I get it. You know, don't fight. Let's figure it out first. I thought it was interesting that it, they didn't introduce the bounty on uh, Monroe's head. They talk about Rachel's bounty. They show the poster, but they never say to anyone else, you know, that he has a bounty on his head as well. I think, yeah. but here's the thing, though. I think it's it, it's almost not as significant because it's obvious nobody likes him. Right. So yeah. then, they, if if you see a bounty for him, you're like, who cares? No one likes him anyway. Like they, I, that's probably an old bounty. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it was but, enough to get him arrested a couple weeks ago. Right, right. But what, I guess what I'm saying is, for I'm sure Charlie probably mentioned it as she was telling Miles, you know, but. More significantly, why would you have the same bounty sheet for Rachel? For Rachel, that's a bigger question because she didn't do. She's not an enemy of the state, you know. Okay, I think the bounty for Rachel is is because the fact that you know she's partly created the nanites and the whole um, Tower Twelve situation. But that's the thing: who knows about it? That would actually, and that's the government. Okay, but that's that's what we have to figure out. You want to know who's running the government? I'm yes. running the government. The president. Lord, we're all going straight to it. <laughs> it's going down. It's going Literally. down if Larissa is president. Good grief. Hey, I'd vote for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Maybe. Yeah, I would hey, too a little bit. Maybe you would. Maybe. Maybe halfway. Maybe. I'd lie. Maybe. Maybe I'd lie on the side. exit poll and say Literally, I did. I did. <laughs> but I really did. Okay, so then we also see that, um, that they are now a... a Trio. A faction, if you yeah. will. They are. They're going to start an uprising because every, what is, how does Miles put it? Every good opposition has 
something. He said something. Yeah. Every good uprising has an opposition or something. Something, something like, like that. that. Something like that. Close enough. You See know. See last I mean. week's episode for the quote. <laughs> right. Because I said it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, yeah, so we know that, and we see that um, that these guys are now, what did, what did he say, Butch and Sundance? They're Butch and Sundance. Butch I love Butch the Butch and Sundance, Sundance reference. Right. And it's really funny because it does seem like Bass is so excited. Like, he's happy. Yeah. Like, I'm back he, with he my He comments best on it. Yeah. Right. And so I'm glad that Miles points it out. And so, like, yo, you're like a giddy little kid. Like, you're so excited. <laughs> and he's it, like, Is there no. old times ahead? Yeah. They would finally get so. to fight again and fight for a purpose. Right. And I love how they, they keep mentioning different cities and it makes Ann Arbor, Charlie. Yeah. Right, Ann Arbor. South Bend. Yeah, yeah, Charlie's like, yo, you keep naming cities. What does this mean? Because they each know what it means. You just can't yeah. talk about cities like that. Right. Yeah. She's like, you're just naming cities. They're shooting and moving, you know. Right. But they actually move. They, they work very well together. And I think you get to see in this episode... You know, I mean, they they were effortless going through yes. the dark, dropping yeah. seven, eight, nine soldiers right. and capturing one. That By ambush themselves. is kind of like Definitely crazy though, because you really kind of look at that. It's like six, seven of those guys, Charlie, Miles, and Bass, as they take down a whole like six, seven guys with like right. semi-automatic rifles, and it's just like, how does that happen? With one shotgun and two swords, and nobody gets. None; those three don't get shot or anything. Yeah, and I found it a little weird. Okay, I'm sorry. This is doesn't make sense to me. Miles, of course, gets the last soldier to take him captive, and he punches him with his broken, his broken hand. hand. He Who has a cast on it. So, have you ever had a cast? You can't. You still no, can't I kick I mean, or I punch have, with a cast on. Maybe it's, it's a half a, cast. He's got some nanites in him too. He's healed. It's up. a half cast. This stuff is a. Uh, this doesn't make it's sense. I'm sorry. I caught you, writers. You guys should have did a little. You should have did a backhand or something, right? Use a sword handle. He should have used your elbow or something, <laughs> or use the other the one. He should have been like, "You remember, remember this," and then hit him with the other. Yeah. Hit him with the the left. Hit hook. him with the left. Right. Catch him with the left. Hey, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> that makes more here. sense. Uh-huh. That doesn't make sense to me. So anyway, um, so they capture this the the. But he was like one of the the general. That's the one that broke his hand. That's exactly, but I'm saying you don't hit someone with a broken member like it, it hurts. <laughs> you know it's a cast. It was a cast. That's not. That's not like for real cast. Have you ever had a cast? I have, hand? but you can't really make a cast like that when there's. I mean, can you? What? It's a make a real cast. like plaster. Some mache. That's plaster. what. You, have you not said? I know, right? <laughs> Some water. I don't know that. No, it looks like a soft cast. It looks like a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's you're punching bandage. somebody with a broken. It just. I'm sorry. It's just he healed too much quickly. For me. Everybody's healing quickly right it's now. It's a lie. Unless you get shot. It's a lie. I'm just saying. Okay. So then they take. So of course. Oh, we have to back up a little bit. Um, the ranger John Fry. We find that he is friends. I don't know if I call frenemies. him friends. Yeah, he tried to kill him. I was trying to kill him. Right. So let's call I mean, him frenemies because he actually has a conversation. You don't really. Yeah. I don't know. I guess you wouldn't really trust but, or meet up with someone that is a true enemy. I mean, well, at the same time, you got to kind of look at like when Miles tried to kill him. It was basically the, con- the controversy between the two states, between Texas and Monroe Republic. As he see Miles now, that Miles not being aggressive, and the fact that Miles actually sent Ask like for a, a meeting, yeah, actual meeting, like kind of like weird and kind of funny because he sent him like a sheriff badge. <laughs> to come to the yeah, meeting, so he kind yeah, so he kind of understand like, okay, well, it's almost like we're at treaty right now, and we're at peace, and the reason Miles brings him in is to tell him about what's really happened with the Patriots and what his idea was 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 going on. Yeah, he, and and I think John 
being a good the good Texas Ranger that he yeah. is, the good Texan that he is, he knows that something's up. So I guess I think that's also why he agrees to meet with Miles. Yeah. Even though Miles, they even said that when he rolls into town, why right. shouldn't I shoot you right now? Right. You sent me the letter, but I still could kill you. Yeah, right, so. right. And so, of course, he listens to to what Miles has to say, and he's like, "That sounds good, but we need proof." Yeah, which is true. You can't go back to the general of the the Texas, Texas public. Ranger. Yeah. You know, Texans don't play. So he says, "Okay, give me the proof. We'll meet up tonight." So, of course, now this. Now at ye old mill, <laughs> which is, midnight meeting, which is so fitting for an old western. Again, fits. insert Butch and Sundance reference here. Right. <laughs> so then, um, as they're at the old mill, uh, that's when our precious Aaron and Rachel come because Tells of me. Aaron's psychic abilities to pinpoint to GPS people. <laughs> um, and that's when Rachel is like, I should kill Bass immediately. An old Western yeah. standoff, perhaps? Uh, right. It's not even a standoff because she's the only one who has a gun. <laughs> right. Do you guys think that Miles was out of line for not letting her kill Bass? Uh, no. There's no there's no need for it right now. Okay. They'll have time. I mean, use him. But you look at it, like, she's going off the fact of what happened in the past, not about what, what um, Bass is capable of doing, what he's there for right now. She's going off for anger. What and I think Rachel just have a lot of anger in her, and she really feels like Bass is the reason why her husband died, why her son died, why all these people died is because of Monroe. But in actuality, you know, it's like, hey, it's, per- it's a reason behind everything that's happening. Rachel had a lot of anger this week. I think right. every, every scene that she was in, she was mad she, about something, so... So when she was talking about yeah, Aaron, she doesn't have a lot to be. That's what, and I think that's why she also doesn't want him to leave. That's her only source of happiness, kind of sort of. Yeah, only friend outside of Miles, I guess. She she doesn't, you know. And you can also see it too when she's having the conversation with Charlie, and she says, "You're stupid." What does she say? She says to her specifically, um, "You really are that stupid." Because she recognizes that Charlie came all this way, and she came yeah. this way with Bass, and she did not kill him. But she don't know the reason behind everything. And, I think she's going to feel Charlie guilty says. afterwards. Right. I think she should have given Charlie the, I guess, I mean, this is your daughter whom you love. You should be, A, happy that there was no hug. Give there her a hug no or yeah. something. Yeah, she hugged Aaron but you really got, She hugged Aaron first, not even right. her mom. If I, if I didn't see my mom for a while, and I know we kind of go into certain things, I'm going to hug my mom first. But Charlie was just like, oh, Aaron, are you okay? And then, like, I haven't seen you for a while. Like, hey, mom. Right, but I just hope their relationship gets repaired by the end of the season. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I mean, but you with with Monroe, you can't kill him because I mean, if they go to war, he's going to either die or they're going to win, and then they can kill him then. Exactly. So they need him for a little bit longer. You I know. need him. He's got information. He's a good soldier, and he's great eye candy hey, for hey. the ladies. I mean, are you looking to your chance. left? There's a little bit of eye candy right over you here. You'll see the two of us over what? here. Where? Exactly. Thank oh, you. and Steven, are you talking about our? our oh, the producers? three of us over Ooh. here. <laughs> okay, so of course our beautiful Rachel is um she's very jaded, I think, and she's very she all she sees is red and she just yeah. wants to kill, kill, kill. Forget how Bass can help us. We just he just needs to die. But there's a time and place for everything, so hold your horses, Rachel. And um so ye old ranger comes in and makes some sense. He says, you know, okay, I see you have the this is your proof, and then what do we notice about? Oh, he died. He killed dead. himself. Bleeding from the mouth. Yes, because of what? Cyanide. So now it's really kind of like, who are the patriots that they Bite. have cyanide teeth? teeth? Biting them, 
cracking them. And How dying. do you even make those without electricity? I Man, you have to pull the teeth and put a wax <laughs> implant in there. Like seriously. Oh my god! These are real soldiers. This is like real assassin, like CIA undercover. Right. This is crazy. So was- obviously, the the Patriots actually know a lot of information because you really look at like if somebody caught me, it's like okay, yeah, you caught me, but now it's like okay, well, I have to kill myself because. I don't want them to use me against the other Patriots and what the government is really trying to do right now. So you really kind of look at, like, these, like, the Patriots really are very important. They have, a, a, I think, a bigger plan for everyone to kind of really take over. There's a lot to come, I think. Yeah. What is, like, what is so bad that they've got to be this secretive? And, like, in order to take over the world, like, what is so bad? That's what I keep thinking. Like, I cannot wait till they reveal that. Because, like, seriously, cyanide teeth? Yeah. And I even had to ask Ryan as we were watching. I was like, what is that? (laughs) Because I'm thinking in my head, I know it's not what I think it is, which is, you know, cyanide. I'm like, no, there's no way. Yeah. Yes. And he's like, yeah, it's a cyanide tooth. Well, if you wait until uh, maybe May, you'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) 20 episodes this season, so we'll a lot of information to come. Right. We've got a long way to go. Um, So, of course... Uh, the ranger's like, what can we do with this dead guy? Absolutely nothing. nothing. And if I take this back to the general, the most he's going to do is still sign a treaty. He's not going to go to war with these people. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's right. I mean, I think he's right. There's really nothing that yeah, they he can They can't fight do. a two-fronted war, as he points out, because they already have people in the south defending the south. Yeah. Right, from a warlord. So I guess, and that means the south of Texas, which is Mexico, right? Yes. Which I guess Part we're still Part. guarding the borders when there's no electricity. I guess immigration. <laughs> years later, still right. immigration. Immigration <laughs> does not stop if there's no border. <laughs> so, so, of course... Um, Bass comes in and he shoots the ranger. Finds a way to start a war. Put a yes. bullet in someone's head. What do you, do you, was that a smart move? Uh, it's like, yes, if you really want to start a war, but no, because you just killed a Texas ranger for no reason. There's a reason. I mean, start a war. I, I think Monroe's in the right. Like, that's probably their best option right now, to start a war. Somebody's got to die, as always. So, why not kill this guy who we don't really know and pin it on somebody else and... You know, you've got relationships with Texas already. Both of them do because they tried to work a treaty out previously. Yeah. So they can ride back to the general and say, hey, listen, this guy shot your guy. Let's go to war. But at the same time, I think with Miles, again, he's just the type of guy. He don't like pointless killing. And right. he was really kind of shocked, like, what are you doing? You know, and I think he at that moment, I think he wanted to hit Bass. I think he <laughs> did. And I was just like, but I mean, he was just as stunned as I was because I did not expect that to happen. No. I didn't think that he was going to kill a ranger when he did. Yeah. Obviously, Miles was just like... I think it does help, though, keep Monroe as Monroe. Because in the last few episodes, he's been kind of moving towards the good side, you know, right. being a being a hero type character, saving yeah. the day, that kind of stuff. Don't forget, he's still a, a ruthless killer down there, deep inside. Right. So. And so, I mean, after and then after it happens, you're like, okay, well, maybe it does make sense. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, the Ranger said they're, the best they're going to have is a treaty. So at least this way, we know there will be a war. So I think that's actually a smart move. Um, you guys have any predictions? Uh, Let's see. Yeah. You're after Buzz TV. Predictions. All right, Larice, go ahead. Uh, I'll predict like next week is really going to be interesting because I think it's going to be a great controversy between the Texas and the Patriots. Uh, Major Neville will probably, again, gain the trust of the Secretary of State even more. And she's, I think they're going to start using each other. Okay. So what do you think? Do you think Monroe is going to die next week? No. I think Miles isn't going to save him from his Which would be the injection. obvious thing, yeah. Right, right. I, I was pointing out to you earlier, I love the quote at the very, very end when you hear Rachel's father saying it, it's an honor 
you know, so is he going to be the one to maybe step up and save him? That's what I'm looking to see next week. I took that as it's an honor to kill you. I, I've been charged with, you know, your lethal injection, and it's an honor to kill you because you've killed my son-in-law, you killed my grandson, you've caused so many issues for my daughter, and it's just crazy. So I really do think that that Rachel's father is happy to kill him, and I think it's kind of a bittersweet thing because they're all kind of like, yes, he gets to die, but then they're kind of like, dang, but under you know these what? circumstances? Since right, you say right. something like that, I really think that he's not going to poison him. He's probably giving uh, a sedative to make him go to sleep, Sleeping drugs. but not really yeah. like poison him. Just, just sort of like, oh, it's an honor to kill you, but at the same time, I'm just going to put you to sleep for a long time, just so the fact because we still need you. And I think that's going to be a oh, conversation that's, that's kind of yeah. like yeah. discussed between all of them. You know, if, if that was me, that's what I would do because you because you need him. You can't just kill him off. I wonder how they captured him. By the way, do you think Rachel told on him? I think I think Rachel tells and says to build the trust. Down. No, I think she really just is mad, and I think she goes and tells. But then they use that. They talk. Yeah. They might talk some sense into her and say, Rachel, like, we need him, so talk to your pops. And <laughs> See what you can work out. Figure right, out. Yeah. right. They, they do need him, for sure. If there's yeah. a war coming, he He's definitely is prime. Him and Miles together, right. together are actually, like, great fighters. I'm so excited. Yes. I'm excited. Yes, and where can all of our fans find you, handsome gentlemen? You can find me at True People's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, check out TruePeople'sMedia.com. You can find me at RyanHooks92, Twitter, Instagram, Yahoo. Yahoo? Yahoo, sure, why not? Oh, well, Yahoo, get on them. Google, too. <laughs> you can get me everywhere at RyanHooks92. Right. And, of course, you can get me, Megan Thomas, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at MegScoop, like scoop of ice cream. Make sure you tune into Revolution next week in our After Buzz show. We can't wait to discuss it with can't you. Can't wait to see you in your questions. See you later. See ya. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.